Hey, and welcome to Allies of Convenience, the international competitive Warhammer 40,000 podcast. Today we're going uh, through some of the backlog of episodes that we have recorded. Um, and I have to take responsibility for these being a few weeks late. Um, but yes, we have got some really good material here lined up for you. The first episode uh, is from Northern Warlords, the team tournament which they ran uh, very soon after the release of 8th. Uh, and one of the cool things uh, about teams uh, is the, just the dynamic of the matchups and, and how things play out. We've got uh, our very own Matt Robertson leading the round table, uh, joined by Adam Ryland, of course, of the podcast. He's joined by Pat Divers uh, and Matt Blackie Edmonds, uh, who formed up a Gestalt entity uh, of a team. It's four-man teams, um, but there were five uh, appearing members uh, you'll find out why uh, during that. But yeah, there's loads of great insight in this uh, in this interview. Um, talking just about their general impressions of 8th, how they're finding it. Um, it's a great list building talk. Uh, and uh, matchups, of course, which is so important for the team format. I would highly recommend if you have a team tournament happening in your area, you hit it up if you're either an established tournament player or someone who's just looking to get into competitive 40k a team play is one of the best experiences you can have at the end of the day we're all uh, lads who want to get together and push our toy soldiers around the table uh, and it's a great format to do that such great social atmosphere and of course at least you know uh, there's a bunch of pals you can go out on the lash with afterwards if you do get smashed on the table you can get smashed in the bar afterwards great Thanks for bearing with us, guys, as well. Uh, if you want to be up to date with exactly what we're doing, then I would wholeheartedly recommend you follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast. And thanks, as always, to Element Games uh, for their support as well. Make sure you use Element Games if you're within the UK um, for your hobby needs. And that's not just Games Workshop products, of course. So coming up, we have this roundtable discussion and uh, two interviews uh, Sponsored by beer, probably, uh, from Matt Edmonds uh, with some of his opponents. Uh, speaks to, let's have a look, I think it's Scott Nichols and Marcus Henson. Uh, there is round two and round three opponents, so they're coming as well after the main round table. But as I said, let's get into this. Over to you, Matt. Hi, guys. Matt here. Uh, again, uh, this week we're going to be covering the Northern Wallers team event. So I've got some super special guests. And some of the usuals. So, unfortunately, I'm stuck with Adam. Cheers. Uh, and then we have Pat Divers again. Hello. And we have Blackie, a.k.a. Oh. Matt Edmonds. All right, all right, all right. So, the... That, that sounded a bit like Quagmire, then. <laughs> no, I was going for a, a bit of fucking dazed, confused. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. The legend himself. <laughs> Sure, it wasn't Quagmire. Uh, death, must death, must death. No, that's just Blackie's inner voice. <laughs> yeah, inner Quagmire and me. So, uh, the event basically, we run it every year, the Northern Warlords, and it's four man teams. This year, it was one week after the 8th edition dropped, so we put a vote out to all the captains beforehand and said, right, you're going to have a week's notice, which turned out to be a couple more. Uh, but do you want to do it? And everyone said, yep. Uh, it was 1,500 points. I know 2K is looking like going to be the norm, but would it have been a week after we were a bit iffy and thought, right, let's keep it simple. And then 
give everyone a chance to work out what the hell's going on. Um, so, the team this year was myself, Adam, uh, Blackie, and Zach Becker, uh, who isn't on tonight. And then Pat kind of joined the team halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had um, a Blackie moment on uh, the Saturday night. Just do you one. Just do you one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was um, eye-opening, shall we say? So, <laughs> um, so, thankfully, Pat was awake for some odd reason on the um, Sunday morning to step in, and he's here with us today. Superstar Pat. Superstar Pat. Uh, team format really simple. Uh, you pair off against each other. We did a major win, a minor win, a draw, etc. Which you have to have a difference. I think it was more than more than four VPs in the game. Um, we used the standard rulebook missions for three of the games. We had a kill points, a big guns, and a tire, and a standard four objectives, or whatever they've been renamed as now. I think it's retrieval missions, the four objective one, something like that. And we also stole two of the AOS missions, which. We'd been planning and using, but we thought right, they fit in quite well. And they had a Maelstrom-ish effect of progressive scoring, which I don't know what you guys thought, but seemed to go down quite well from feedback. Yeah, I really liked it. It was, uh, it was good. Yeah, it was good. It's cool. Because yeah, I know you've not played the AOS before, have you, Blackie? So what were they like for you as a first time? No, player? not at all. It was, it was quite refreshing, actually, doing something totally, totally different. You know, I quite like the... Was it the Orcaroid mission that was quite cool at coming down in random places, you know, so it had a bit of randomness to it as well, which was good. Yeah, that was a modified uh, Gift from the Heavens scenario from AOS. So we put one objective in the centre of the board, and then one drops at the start of either player's turn two, uh, somewhere in their deployment zones, and then you're fighting over each other's, basically. But you, you could win big late game, but I don't think many games got late game, did they? <laughs> It's the kind of thing in AOS where if you can deny your opponents even just for a turn or something, then that can actually be the winner. Um, if you can hold on to yours all game. Yeah, but I think sometimes in AOS, that mission, everyone sits off turn one, waiting for yeah, yeah, something to happen. So we kind of said, right, if we put an objective in the middle from the start, it's forcing you to push forward that turn yeah, one. Yeah. Because that one turn that's just scoring could make all the difference. Well, so list-wise, we, we'll go over those quickly for everyone interested. Uh, I will do and talk Billy Man, uh, two Storm Ravens, three Storm Talons, and that was it. Zach had three Knights and a Astropath. Blackie and Adams were a little bit more interested now, so I'll let those two go over them. Right, um... Mine was uh, Chaos with Magnus, who I love. Uh, an Imperial, Imperial Knight with um, uh, double guns and apparently a heavy flamer. <laughs> uh, which I didn't put on because it's in small print at the bottom. So, well. Yeah, a lot uh, of the Knight players missed that, didn't they? Yeah, I think the Chaos ones did and the Imperial ones didn't. It's written different in each each one, is it? Yeah, it's built the 
Imperial ones are all built in because they have set weapon profiles. Because they and can, they can. Can choose, pick and choose a bit. Their guns come in pairs, was it? Yeah, there's a little box at the bottom after all the weapon options. Yeah. I said you, it, it, it come in pairs, but without reading the box at the bottom, which you kind of didn't... It didn't automatically click that it was part of it, you know what I mean? It looked like a separate bit. Well, that's it, because the Imperial ones are kind of... You've got the Paladin and the Warden and stuff, then it always lists in the whichever profile what guns they have, whereas the Chaos one, it varies depending on what main guns it is. And, uh, yeah, not everyone picked up on that. A little heads up to Chaos players. Um, so what did... Yeah, I had a, a Knight, Magnus... Had um, a Howdrake with the Hades uh, auto cannon. Had a Howbrute, three units of Brimstones, the Changeling, and a Herald of Slanesh. So almost Highlander apart from the Brims. Why was the Herald of Slanesh in there for? Uh, it gave me a battalion, so it gave me three command points. And uh, it's actually not bad because it's got a really good spell where you can t- put it target an enemy unit and that unit's minus one to hit. Uh, and the changing's got an ability where all dense demons within nine are minus one to hit as well when you target them. So that actually worked quite well together. But one of the games I played, I think it was like 20 gene stealers coming at me and with them two effects, there was minus two to hit me. So uh, they didn't really do much. Uh, um, yeah, they were attacking Brims, still did a lot. <laughs> but, but, but in principle, the idea was good. <laughs> a little bit of everything to try it out then. Yeah, basically, I just went to try stuff out. And then Blackie had, had a bit of spam, but still a nice mix, wasn't it? A little bit, a little bit. Not by not by the old choice, but uh, it's kind of what I think Elder needs to kind of do a wee bit. So uh, starting off with my hero and your hero, Morgan Rao, is an absolute champion all weekend. Absolute champion. Uh, was it Morgan Rao, Farseer, a Warlock, and an Autark? That was my HQs. And troops, it was three 10-man Guardian squads with uh, Star Cannons. And that was backed up by three Serpents with all the Shuriken Cannons and two Serpents with... But they have star cannons and crystal targeting matrixes, and that was 1,500 points. So not loads, but turned out to be enough then. Yeah. So we won't go into mega details into all the games, because some of them were over pretty quick, but we'll go through what we found with the armies and what we learned about the game as well. Because I know Adam has found it quite interesting with the speed of the games. Oh, yes. <laughs> Quite usual for me. <laughs> so, Adam's highlight of the weekend, though, I remember being the uh, one box you have to bring his whole army in. Yeah, that's, since I've been using demons in 7th, uh, it's like, basically you take your, your entire demon collection for the, uh, the off, off chance that I might summon one unit over the course of two two-day weekend, gaming weekend. <laughs> it normally happens. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you used to take like three, four cases and not some a single thing, but you had to yeah, take t- the cases. Totally, just in totally case. had to. You had to. Yeah, that one time, like, why did I not bring my secret chariot or something? You know why? 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 But yeah, but to this one, I turned up with a small uh, cardboard KR case, and that was it. It was brilliant. 
Yeah, you were so excited about that in the morning. I'm such a little outlook. I'm already loving it. Look, one case. Brilliant. <laughs> probably explain why the, the points of your one little hell brute. That was probably why. <laughs> uh, everybody kept saying to me, why the hell brute? And I'm like, where else are you going to get shooting from in the chaos book? <laughs> Did you find the hell brute worked over the weekend then? Yeah, I mean, it's one of them. It's 147 points with a twin Laz and a missile. So you're getting three shots, which do D6 damage. Now, you compare it to some other codexes, and price ain't great compared to what you're getting. But in the Chaos Codex, it's probably the best pointed model to get range D6 shooting, D6 damage shooting. So it's it done its job. It took whole point uh, wounds off here and there, and that. Uh, so yeah, I think mate, it adds quite a bit to the list. So you knew exactly so. what you were using it for, and it succeeded. Yeah, Basically. yeah. Uh, so I've gone through the cars book, and I've looked where can you get shooting from because I want I want a bit of shooting, I want a bit of, a bit of combat, a bit of spells, and I just can't find anything which is. Point sufficient. I mean, you can get Havocs for 165 with four Las Cannon, but it's costing more for one, and you're getting one extra shot. But what I found over the weekend as well with Devastators, four guys with heavy weapons just die first turn. Yeah, because I looked at something similar for my list. I was like, oh, I've got Gullum, and I can take a load of devs, and it's nice amount of firepower. And I looked at Storm Talon and went, for 195 points, you're getting two large cannon shots and 12 assault cannon shots. So, a little bit more survival, a little bit more speed. And you get half the amount of lads, but you get the assault cannon as well. So, it kind of makes up for it, just a bit tougher. Yeah, actually, I think you need, as well with the Halberd, if I can sacrifice one shot and I've got a tougher seven, eight wound, eight wound dude with a free up save. That's better than five wounds. Uh, toughness four models, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the best route to go. Um, yes, I suppose out of the four of us, Blackie was the only one that really had guys on the table. Because I know you had a lot of brims, but that was more for a screen than anything else, wasn't it? Yeah, just lots of guardians, but unfortunately, I think two of the three games I've played, at least anyway, I had to screen with them, so they just tended to die and not do what they're supposed to do. But, uh, yeah. Well, have you found them doing quite a bit of work in a few games? Oh, and the, the couple of practice I did, yeah, they're really good if you get them into position as well. You know, you get guides, guide off on them as well and doom in their target, or then they get to soul burst as well. You know, it's pretty pretty nice combos there but so if you're having to block with them you're like ah oh, you're just going to die but so if you can place them one away you can block you can soul burst with like Marganra or someone else and just get another like eight shot, eight shots off at something which is quite quite nice so yeah so I played I played an old guy last game and he had doom on one of my storm ravens and fired like 20 guardians into it all rapid fire and I was just like Oh, holy crap, that's a lot of damage. I think he killed half of it, basically, just like straight out. Well, that's it, with the extra extra rend on sixes as well, then it's quite nice. You can get some, like, minus three 
uh, to the save, and actually you can, you can get some work done. Yeah, because I just looked at the Guardians and went, ah, they're, they're low priority. Yeah. And then went, oh crap, I need to kill them now. But, but yeah, my list was very, very, very good at killing things, we found out. <laughs> so, are we going over the first game, or we're we going to talk about our lists and what did well first? Uh, is it? Did you have any key points you found in your first game? Because I know all of my games were pretty much over turn two. Yeah, three of them didn't even get past turn two because the amount of firepower that was kicking out was just insane. Yeah, pr- pretty much. And I think this was uh, very much a theme of the weekend. First game, I was, I was playing a uh, Death Company list with a Raven, and. Um, it was basically, he went first, he shot the raven and took 10 wounds off a knight. I'm like, ooh, that was a lot of wounds. But then, once you've had your first turn, you look at what you've killed and you're like, and you both realise, actually it's game over now. We're just like going through one turn or two turns just to, to mop up. And uh, a lot of games are like that, they were sort of over in the first or second turn. I suppose me and you, and I think Zach found the same, but we all had quite elite armies. Was it the same for you, Blackie and Pat, when you were playing with the Eldar? No, I didn't really find it too much like that. As I said, it was kind of some of the games were pretty close as well. But it was not over straight away. You know, some were quite hard fought, others were kind of just sort no. of jamming by and things, you know. That's what do you think, Pat? Yeah, game, well, I played second day, so game four, the first one. Yeah, the game kind of wasn't over, but I by about turn three, I pulled away massively on the objectives. And so although I wasn't going to kill everything, then and the game was effectively over. Um, and then the, the last game actually went the distance properly and was quite a tight one. Yeah, because we saw that quite a lot with time as well, because we weren't sure how it was going to work out, only being 1,500 with the time-wise. But I think we had two hour 45 rounds in like, Five minutes or so at the beginning was probably pairings for each round. Didn't take too long. But like me and Adam were done after an hour, an hour and a half. There was people that, with some armies that were taking the full 2.45 and then still pushing for time, weren't they? Yeah, it, it was really weird because yeah, the, the ones with uh, a lot of models, more horde armies, guard armies, were taking the full time. Uh, so then ones pretty much every round went went to the end. And then I'd say, what, three quarters of the field, probably, were yeah. finished really early. And we, we was like, oh, what did we do? What, like, we've got like an hour and a half left. What do, and then we're like, oh, God, this is what we used to do in fifth. We socialised. Yeah, yeah, you've got to actually socialise and talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of fifth bed, because you have that social time in games. Yeah, Which was really weird. <laughs> really weird, yeah. But it was good. Well, not for you, because you, you and Pat obviously had to play. But, uh, yeah, it was good. And and that was the general comment, I think, from a lot of people, that uh, you got to sit down and talk to people. Yeah, because I normally love the team events. One of my most fun, you can have at our tournament. And I think the Wars one's always even more so for me, because we have a good night out on the Saturday. Oh, some of us anyway, Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah, we had, having the social was ace, actually. It made it, I think it's one of the best events I've been to in a while, purely for that aspect. 
Yeah, it was a it was it was a good time. The social was good. It's it's nice going out and having the drink and catching up. I still don't like the choice of the food menu. <laughs> You're unhappy unless if it's anything slightly foreign, though, Adam. So, oh, <laughs> oh, come on! As soon as you walk in that Chinese buffet, which has been done for cooking cat before, um, as soon as you walk in, and, all right, fair enough. And you go to sit there, and you, you pull out the chair, and you're like. There's not actually much of his chair left, is it? Because there was a slight refurbishment. <laughs> if this is the state of the chairs, what the hell's the kitchen going to be like? <laughs> nah, it, it, it does the job. That's it. It's good for that number of people as well. It keeps it fairly straightforward. Yeah, I yeah think totally. There was 32 players at the event. I think 31 were there. I think there's only Tom Layton who didn't who didn't make it. Brownie yeah, wasn't there either, was he? Who? Brownie. Ah, uh, no, but you came out, though, didn't you, Pat? So that's probably the other yeah. one. Yeah, oh, that's it, yeah. So, yeah, you had 98% of people there, then all in the pub afterwards, which seems to be pretty standard now for the event. But, yeah, everyone... It's quite funny, actually, because the atmosphere on a Saturday is dead rowdy and loud and... Then Sunday morning, it's just silence. <laughs> it, it tends to be quite a heavy one. Yeah, sore heads. Yeah. But, but uh, should we, do you want to briefly go over the games then, guys, and then we'll cover the event and how you all found it? Because I won't go into too much detail myself because obviously I've got a slight bias running the event. But it is also the one event I find I can run and play, which is nice. Well, you say running it, but... I think it's a fake. People. You've won that one every year for like four years or something, haven't you? Well, Pass on, we, um, it's collusion, Matt. Collusion. You're done for. Life. We thought it was an advantage having the one who runs it on our team, but it's not, is it? Turned yeah, out we, it's what, really we, not. we played three of the missions wrong. We played the same. <laughs> yeah, we, did. <laughs> we played the played same deployment three times. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you were comping. Some rolls as well. I can't remember what it was. It's like, oh god! He's <laughs> like, he don't know what he's doing. Here we go. <laughs> Where's the other one? It was one pound for a bottle of Desperado on the Saturday. Yeah, true. Yeah, things, <laughs> things went downhill fast from there. Yeah. Well, things were already at the bottom of the hill because <laughs> we had to empty the fridge to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's and we're just mining after that. Literally just mining. It was really weird as well. She, she, uh, the the woman lost a fortune on the drinks bill because, because uh, you've done warlords there a few times and I was chatting to her. She, she knows to do the bar actually. Yeah, but she knows the score now, and because she's managing downstairs as well, what she does, she comes up during the breaks and times it so she's up during the breaks, then goes down, closes bar, and does other stuff while we're playing. Which has been great in seven, but all of a sudden we're all finishing our games after an, <laughs> an hour, hour and, and a half and can't get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so she actually lost quite a lot of money on the on the bar bill because she expected us to still be playing, oh, and because she was giving us the drinks for free basically at some points. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think her bosses had basically said you won't shift all these desperados, and so she basically went, "You let me do what I want with the prices, and I'll sell them all." And she did. Yeah, in what half hour? Like <laughs> oh yeah, that was a bit of a mess. But 
Do you want to start your three games first then, Adam? Right, okay, man. I was playing, you have to forgive me because I don't know second names. A guy called Aaron. Anybody know his second name? Was it the Blood Angel guy? Yeah, it was Def Company. Chav, wasn't it? <laughs> I just know him as Chav. I don't know his actual name. <laughs> yeah, it's Aaron Chav. Chav Aaron, whichever sounds better. He's worked hard for that name, he told me. I don't, uh, don't disrespect it. <laughs> Sharon? Sharon? Oh, Sharon? <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, so it was a. He's took a Raven, which is really good, and he's took all these large number of Def Company uh, squads with jump packs and uh, some uh, some characters, uh, a priest, and um, who's a Def Company character? Astra? Yeah, that's the one. And uh, I say his first turn, he, he's, he's dropped them all in. And what, what I found out over the course of the game as well, the, uh, deep striking or whatever it's called now, you're more than nine inch away, and it's very difficult to make a charge. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, he puts some on. I think he failed two charges. Uh, the Raven like, killed ten wounds off the night, and uh, yeah, that was his first turn because obviously most of it was a uh, was infantry guys. So uh, I basically responded by killing the knight. Uh, killing the Storm Raven. Uh, killing, Did you I think. Fight the Storm Raven to death. Yes, I think I took, was it 11 <laughs> wounds off with Smite from Magnus? It was pretty funny. And, by, and then the knight goes into what, uh, the infantry around it. Uh, Magnus does his double move to go over to the a big squad of infantry where the priest was. So I've actually jumped over the squad and assaulted the priest and the infantry. So that's killed the priest first turn. Um, and Wibs is shooting as well. But I've basically killed another unit of 10 as well. Basically, first turn, it was probably more than half his army was gone. And it was like, yeah, and we sort of looked at each other and it was like, well, well that's game now. Let's, let's play it out. I can't remember if it was two or three turns to finishing the tabling. But yeah, it was just so brutal turn one. I think my first game was similar because I had uh, loads of orcs and like a gorkonaut and stuff against me and a load of bikes and stuff and I kind of went right I'm going to shoot the gorkonaut first or the morkonaut whichever one it was because it's big I don't know what it does but it's big so I killed that and then I killed like 40 orcs and a few bikes and stuff and because you can't charge flyers when they're flying unless you have fly and you can't go an inch of a model you're not charging I had Gulliman or Gurliman as I like to call them he was kind of in the middle of this bunch of planes with a gap at the back but no way he could get through the front without being within an inch of the planes so he, he jumped a load of boys over charged the Gurliman and didn't do much and he turned around and then killed another six orcs in combat and then just walked away and then all of the orcs and all the bikes and the buggies and the war boss and everything else just vanished at that point because it's like 150 shots a turn we roll and hit some wounds 
Ow. It was silly. Gulliman silly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us said if it didn't, if his buffs didn't work on vehicles, it was just infantry. For his points, then you'd be like, okay, that's fair. I don't know. I, I still don't think you'd take him a lot of the time. Well, I think oh, yeah. we was talking. You'd take him, but I think he's a bit too good at the moment. He's a bit I think too we're I think we was talking about it in the uh, in the in the pub or the, the Chinese, and we reckon what two vehicles the the buff Gulliman adds is worth what an extra forty points per vehicle, something like that. Depends on the yeah. vehicle, doesn't it? But uh, you yeah, basically get you get loosely sort Half of again, I reckon. nearly yeah like forty percent extra utility for each of your vehicles. Um, so I mean, if you had that in points, then his sort of multiplier is huge. I mean, obviously, it's only a six-inch range, so that kind of impacts it somewhat. But, yeah, it's fantastic. So, yeah, that, that story of game one, basically, I repeated that game three because I played another orc horde and killed something like 60 orcs turn one. Might have been more. And then my game four was the same. I played three night list, which was the same. I played an Eldar list and literally I tabled everybody just with a silly amount of shots in two, sometimes it went to three turns, but that firepower is just crazy good. So that basically sums up all five of my games, just to get that out of the way. Fair enough. So, so in conclusion, Gulliman got up by about uh, 200 points. We were saying as well, though, in the pub, weren't we, that you could pay, if he was the same as he is now, I think people would still still take him, even if he was 500 points or more. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. 550, and I think you'd still take him, but you're yeah. actually paying a fee to get him, and I think he's worth 550. Yeah. He's an absolute beat stick as well. Uh, yeah. another, another, another thing as well, because match play... Because he, he dies and gets back up on a four plus, should you have summoning points uh, to get him back up? Because it, we're saying this from an AOS perspective, because in AOS, anything like that, you need summoning points to bring him back to life. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how that, because apparently there's an FAQ out, which is probably going to be out before this podcast hits, uh, from what we're hearing. But this weekend they're planning that. Well, the rumour has it. Yeah, we don't know, but we think so. So that'll be interesting to see. I think from what some of the guys who tested it have queried that and have been told, no, you don't have to, but I wouldn't be surprised if you did from historic GW rulings. But I think we'll wait and see on that one. And you'd still take him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think many people would pay the points, die? though. That's it, because actually the odds of him dying are quite low. Zero percent over the weekend. Yeah, I, 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 I killed one. It's just, just an insult if you do manage to kill him and he gets back up. Yeah, Until I killed him and he didn't get back up with a command reroll. Ah, even better. Yeah. Wait for reroll. <laughs> Right. Do you want to go over the rest of your games then? I don't know, we sidetracked a little bit there. Oh, right, oh. okay. So, uh, 
game two, this was probably the hardest game of the tournament, was uh, Chris Dickinson with bids. And uh, he had um, uh, his two or three trigons, the ones that bore up. Yeah, I think they were the trigons. Uh, I think he had three, maybe four big squads of Gene Steelers, uh, Hive Tyrants, them things up. Give you minus one to hit Zonethropes, is it? Uh, Pyrovores, maybe? Maybe. Um, Venthropes. Venthropes. Yeah. Uh, Some Gaunts. I think, oh, a couple, another character, I think it was. And this was quite funny because we were playing kill points. So uh, most of Chris's army, uh, well, 50% of his army comes on from reserve. So I've set up, screened with the brimstones and basically done a circle round round my army. Chris has set what he had to, he's 50% in his corner. Uh, I gave him first turn and he elects to stop there and not bring on his reserves because he wanted me to move. So my turn, I go... Um, Okay, I can stop where I am then, and uh, I've got guns, so I'll just shoot you. <laughs> so I didn't do much damage, but I'm not, well, I don't have to move. And Chris wasn't too happy about that because he wanted me to sort of go to him. So uh, his turn, he has to bring stuff on, otherwise, we're not going to have a, a game. So uh, he comes on and surrounds me with his deep shocking stuff, and again, failed, I think, all but one charge. Um, I'd say that nine inch is quite difficult to make. I mean, you can use a command point on one of them, but Chris kept rolling like two and three, so he wasn't going to get in. And uh, my turn, basically, then I'll go to town, send Magnus over the night, gets in, and I'll start sort of whipping down what I want, uh, shooting, thinning the gene stealers, and then Chris gets into combat with my brimstone screening on his turn and just bounces brimstones with a four up in one minus one to get because of the changeling and he just could, couldn't get through him he was, get, he was getting really frustrated with not being able to get through his shitty brimstone <laughs> and I, I think we got to turn four and he had like three uh, three gaunts left three single gaunts and um, we ran out of time this is this is the only game what, what sort of went went to the time, and he had three gorns left. It was like, oh, one more turn, that's a, that'll be a tabling. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically the key was Magnus. He was trying to take down Magnus. He put in his characters. He put in Gene Steelers, and Magnus survives. I think with two wounds left, something like that. And it was, it got to the end where it was all, if he could just do these wounds when he's attacking and he kills Magnus, then he'll probably progress and start taking out my kill points. Uh, Magnus just clung on and managed to hit back and started killing things. Magnus is amazing. Going back to your deep striking point there, I think it's a bit more, more risky now. You know, it's got, it's not a risky deep strike anymore to get close and do something. It's a risky, Oh, I need a nine-inch charge, especially with combat units, anyway. And if you yeah, fail, that, the enemies are on their nine inches away. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, the thing with doing it is you're doing it to get an assault. 
And if you don't get that assault, then you've basically wasted that turn, and uh, then your opponent's got the uh, uh, got the initiative then to, to dictate what happens. So uh, it, it is risky relying on assaults like that. But um, one thing that did come up in this game, which um, I would imagine is going to come up in a, uh, a few games, is how wounds work now. Because I shot at the Gene Steelers, which had a, a five up fill, no pain. From a spell, I think it is, isn't it? And yeah. uh, it was a Gatling cannon, what does two wounds? And I, uh, I'd done four wounds, and Chris rolled four dice, and I said, no, don't, don't roll your dice. But he's rolled his dice, and he, he passed two saves. And I'm like, no, you, you have to roll them separate, because each one does two damage. So you have to roll each guy two dice at a time. Oh, for his feel no pains, yeah. Yeah, and Chris says, oh, well, no, I'll just roll four more and randomise it. And well, it don't really work like that. You've really just got to roll two feel no pains and that guy, two feel no pains and that guy. And um, so in the end, he, he, he re-rolled them. But it, Chris was trying to say, I'll just I'll roll four more dice, but it, it don't work. If you know what I mean, you have to how the wounds work now. You have to roll it one at a time, don't you? Yeah, because that guy, you can't say he fails two. He can't overspill, can it? Yeah, exactly. So one guy basically has to make two feel no pain saves before you can move on to the next guy. So it, I could see that coming up quite a lot with people because we're just used to rolling dice for saves, aren't we? Yeah. It's like with any multi-wound save, uh, multi-wound model, you've got D3 or D6 damage. You have to do it one at a time because you might not kill it outright. It's it's an interesting one. Yeah, it's just going to get getting used to by people, isn't it? Because you're just used to rolling saves. But it is actually quite slow when you've got multi-wound models and, and D3, D6 damage. Yeah, was that the kind of theme for the rest of your games then? Magnus stayed alive and beat face? Yeah, I I never lost Magnus once. I mean, game three I played Jez with Marines and Jez was fucked, basically. (laughs) 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 I don't think he had a good weekend. (laughs) No, I don't think he got a point. And basically, it was all Razorbacks and Devs and infantry dies so quick. So again, I, I just... Magnus flew over, Haldrake flew up, and basically, I think it was over turn one. That's it. I think I think Jez's main problem was that the amount of drops his army had was too much, considering that it wasn't hugely resilient. Because I think if you yeah. have got the slightly softer armies, you need to make sure you're a low, lower drop, so you, you're going first a lot more. I don't Which know, actually. Oh, I found this one raise about really resilient, because... <laughs> I must have took about 20 wounds off it. Oh, it was probably more than that, because he put wounds on, and he's like, I've done like eight, eight wounds, and there's two left. And he, and when I've gone to do it again, I'm like, so that's dead. And he's like, no, it only took two wounds. Um, no, it only got two left. He's like, no, it only took... I'm like, all right, and Jez, because he was pissed. And that must have happened about three times. It's like, all right. So literally, this raise about must, must have killed three times over. <laughs> it's it's quite funny. <laughs> uh, was it in game four? I played Barry. Any idea what his second name is? He, I should do because he's one of the local guys, but I've actually got no clue. Yeah, me neither. 
Barry is, and he was using Blood Angels again with Storm Raven, with uh, Mephiston in the Sangard. He had Devastators, Razorback, and it was he was going first, so it was looking like all oh, this could hurt because he had quite a lot of shots, and I I seized on him, <laughs> and basically again it was over turn one. Uh, this this was where you score points as you ended the turn. Yeah. And you could get four points for his objective, two on the sides, one on the one on your deployment zone. Yeah. Because so, I see, so I basically got seven points first turn, locked up a razor back, killed the Devastator squad, half a, half a sniper squad, his two buff characters... Uh, of some else are killed as well. And it was like, oh, and we both looked at it. It was like, well, yeah, that's game over again, turn one. We played <laughs> like maybe two, three turns just mopping it up. Uh, very, very brutal. And uh, it, if I never see it, it might have been a bit different, but I just literally thought it took out all his firepower. And game five was against Joel, a very hungover Joel. With his uh, Night Lord's list with a, a knight and more jump infantry. Uh, Adam, you know his name is Joe, not Joel. <laughs> yeah, I do. Why have I got an L written there? Yeah, Joe Freeman. I don't know why I put Joel. Oh, well. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry, Joe. Hey, you know. Yeah, oh, well. And um, he was playing a very fluffy list, to be honest, wasn't he? And again, this was over turn one. Magnus double moved, killed his knight, and infantry just died so quickly. And uh, I think we spent, we played about half hour of the game, and the rest of it was just talking. So we both enjoyed having a, uh, a catch up and a, a chat and that. And yeah, it was a good laugh. So the two of us, I think Zach was the same, found you take low model smashy armies your games are over very quickly not just in time but actual game wise as well because I think the free night lists their games were finished turn two because they're not as resilient anymore or stuff couldn't deal with them and they were just smashing their way through pretty much but it sounds like sorry Pat I was just going to say, it seems like the guys who had proper lists, like Blackies, you, you got a lot more out of the games. What would you two say that from playing that list? I don't know how your games went, but I it think, seemed like the, yeah, I mean, they, they weren't really. I mean, from what I found, they weren't over turn one or two. Not really. Um, you kind of had to play the game a little more. Yeah, totally. So, how did the games go with that list then? So I run the the first three of them tag Pat in. <laughs> what was the name you sneak on? Does as Pat Black Black Pat? Black Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. We are one. We are legion. It's a game when I played a lovely guy called Dom, and he was running Space Wolves, and he had one of those what's the big like Space Wolf Storm Raven thing? The Storm Wolf. Yeah, the Storm Wolf. Yeah, that thing's pretty pretty horrendous. It had tons of like how many melter shots and last can shots does that thing get? The answer is a lot, an awful lot. So I think one of them, a couple of Razorbacks with heavy bolters, a bunch of dudes and a big squad of dudes in the, the Storm Wolf with a couple of characters. 
I think, yeah, he went first, kind of, I feel like Guardians were then, actually the Guardians bubble wrapped every game now, thinking about this every game, yeah, they're out, bubble wrapped around to stop him trying to get his melters and his guys, like, super close, he sort of flew over, shot a lot of stuff, very lucky for me, he didn't do that much damage to the Serpents, but he did then go, I think next turn they managed to Doom, oh no, actually I remember, yeah, so he a pod deep strike down with a bunch of wolfing in that then charged in and those things were pretty pretty horrendous was that the tons and tons yeah yeah so they got like tons of strike 10 or whatever attacks as well to d3 damage each so it's pretty pretty nasty so he still managed to make quite a long charge even with blocking as well managed to get in bit lucky for me like whiffed in all his attacks so a serpent kind of like ran away the next turn and uh, responded by going and dooming the storm wolf and just shooting it with pretty much everything and just destroying it. And uh, I think his next turn he char- charged the the rem- remnants in and I managed to pop my went and pop my serpent shields into the FAQ that which at the moment you can just pop them whenever you want. So you kind of just pretty charged me. I just popped them, managed to kill off enough wolfing, so it was just didn't do any damage at all. At least that nice. was when you could have shot rather than just in their movement phase. Oh no, this was in his assault phase because <laughs> he's going to charge you, Mike. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> killed them all. isn't it? <laughs> What's that? It's Overwatch. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, but you could have fired at his silly, silly shots anyway. So I was kind of just cleaning up after that and trying to get the objectives. But yeah, it was a good, good game. I like to say as well, played three different armies as well, which is pretty good, especially at the start of an edition. You know, there's nothing that everyone's got the exact same thing, pretty much. I was about to say, did you not play five different armies? But <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, what armies did you play again, Pat? What, um, you I played, played Necrons kind of mix, mixed Marines and then Necrons. Yeah, I could then actually say quite happily I would have played because I played Space Wolves, so that would have been playing a different army out of five. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Uh, and uh, second game I was playing Scott Nichols or Nicholson I can remember like he just got back into the hobby again yeah after I was he had guard with all those stupid 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 what they called drop, drop guys Scions Scions whatever skiers bloody carpet skiers aye <laughs> them so they were pretty pretty horrible so it was more guardian sort of deploying around and bubble wrapping stuff until they came down and he had a lot with like double melter and he had like 150 guardsmen as well some heavy weapon platforms and a manticore so that was that was fun but I said that was in kill points so just a case of trying to kill things and eventually just the end of the game just kind of run away from it all but yeah they're pretty pretty horrible those scions so hopefully that's something else that might get fixed but if not I think it's fair enough you know it's in the in the rule book so may as well embrace it you know yeah I've seen a lot of people wanting lots of units of them they're really cheap for the weapons as well yeah how many points is it for like four of them with all plasma guns it's like uh, they're about yeah they're about I don't know 15 points per model or something with the gun yeah, so 60 points for four plasmas. So, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty cheap. It's a Scion Prime Surreal and ones as well. Then there's Silly Orders and all that. But it, was, it was a good game. I think we played any other mission, though, Bark Hill Points have been totally smashed. But alas, yeah. it wasn't. I think uh, Game 3 played this awesome guy with Tau called Marcus. Can't remember his second name, but yeah, that was fucking well, well tough because it was that night fighting one. So, like, I tried to, you know get his storm surge first turn and just totally fucked it I think it did like two wins to it 
but luckily his response wasn't very good as well. So that was kind of a dance of trying to keep the Guardians out to bubble wrap from the Commanders with fusions and kind of slowly try and whittle, whittle things away. But that ended in a in a win just towards the end. I think it was like a last couple things to shoot and literally killed his last... Oh no, yeah, he literally had like two wins left in a, a crisis suit or something like that at the end of the game. But yes, all the games were really, really different. Quite refreshing to play something new. Uh, yeah, looking forward to more more tournaments as well. But that was my three games. So tagging, tagging Pat. <laughs> uh, yep. So next uh, game four, I played uh, Stu, um, Stu Corbett. He's one of the local guys. Um, he had a. It was quite a sort of mixed marine list. Uh, it was Gulliman, uh, a land raider with some heavy bolter devastators in a kind of predator storm talent, and a few other bits and pieces. Um, but uh, that was the that was the AOS mission with the four objectives in a diamond, um, and I'd uh, I kept the guardians in the tanks, and if I did that, that meant I'd finish deploying first. Um, so, uh, so yeah, first sort of few turns, I got on the objectives quite early, and his list generally wasn't that fast, so he couldn't really challenge me for them um, early on. So I kind of had a it was probably. So nine point lead um, before he was really challenging me, um, and then it was uh, I got quite lucky with my saves and just he wasn't really killing anything. Uh, chipped wounds here and there, and eventually, um, eventually the all the serpents just piled in to the land raider, popped their shields and and finished it off. Um, and then Gulliman had a brief uh, brief spell of smacking some stuff, but then. Then got shot and died, and then died Hooray. again. Hooray! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he fa- failed his get up roll and then command re roll and still failed it. Um, Must have been then, so satisfying to see. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> and I had got a plan in case he didn't. Um, I got Morgan Ra and then the Autark. Uh, the Autark was standing right next to him, so the Autark was going to charge, Diana get killed. Watch. But yeah, well, he was going to die, but then Morgan Ra was going to soul burst him and kill him that way. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> bloody. So it's about Morgan Ra soul bursting. That's what it's all about with Eldar. Um, so good. So, I mean, I had a plan, but it wasn't needed in the end. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, that was a comfortable win. Um, and then lastly, I was playing. Oh, I can't can't remember the name. Um, sorry, but uh, they, they had a sort of mixed cron list with quite a lot of warriors, uh, Ghost Ark, Triarch, Stalker. And then oh, we had um, Lich, is it Lichgard, the walking ones? Yeah, the big unit of Lichgard um, with the ships. And then, yeah, Oberon and Zandrek. Um, and uh, I, ended up, I ended up losing this one. Um, but uh, it was... The, uh, the quantum shielding on those vehicles is really good. Um, so that's the one where if you roll... Once you've taken damage, then if you roll under the number of the damage you've taken um, then you just ignore it uh, and he, his rolls for that were quite good um, so I was shooting it with sort of star cannons and stuff and just getting no wounds on them at all what um, damage star cannons? they're three so I mean it's kind of borderline you'd, yeah. you'd be expecting to get some um, but he rolled really well as in badly well really worse. badly but really yeah. well yeah <laughs> um so I, I kind of, and I was a little bit slow on to the fact that actually you should just give up on that and start shooting them with the with the shuriken um, serpents instead. 
And what that let him do was uh, first turn the Warriors that were in the Ghost Art piled out and Zandrek got in. Um, then the thing kind of bombs it forward and, and I didn't kill it. Um, and then the turn after I did and Zandrek falls out. And then Oberon and his buddies come and teleport and come and eat a load of wave serpents. Um, so, I mean, actually the initial charge wasn't too bad, but I think he killed... I think he might he killed like a serpent and Morgan Ra, I think, uh, on the initial charge. Um, but was then kind of in my face quite a lot and uh, I struggled with it and I, I nearly drew in the end, but uh, he killed just enough guardians. Um, so he, he was contesting one of the objectives, otherwise it would have been dead draw. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good list. Um but again it was both the lists I played against, it didn't seem like there was actually that much in them. Um I don't know that because it was fifteen hundred or Yeah. I've heard one or two people say the crons are quite quite difficult to get a list that you're happy with and actually seems to have enough stuff. Yeah, I've some some armies are quite expensive and some armies are dirt cheap like, like the guard yeah it's kind of a little imbalance it, it looks like for... yeah but I mean the takeaway points from both my games are that obviously you need quite a lot of speed but actually you also need enough models if you can't kill everything you actually need enough models to be able to take the objectives because um, otherwise if you've just got I mean, like a knight can have an objective taken off it by two marines. So it's also worth noting that there's nothing about one unit taking more than an objective anymore. Yeah, that was another thing. We had to saw some conga lines. Saw some knight, two on their own. Come one module to objectives. That'll do. Land raiders Conch. can do it as well, can't they? They can park corner yeah. to corner. Yeah. On, on two objectives. That's Talking about those wave serpents as well. <laughs> just... What's the biggest unit you can have in the game? Unit size? I mean, minus Forge World, but like. I don't no, know. I, I mean, mean, actually, amount of in- inventory models. I don't know, you get 30s, cons- can't you? Yeah, 50 conscripts. Yeah, it conscripts. It's got to be conscripts. Yeah. I mean, they could get on like four, that? couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. they could probably <laughs> get, get an entire board if they spread out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're dirt cheap. Yeah, four points apiece. I was talking to um, Tim, uh, Tim Vass, and he was, I was t- thinking about lists and stuff, and he said you can get 50 conscripts, a commissar, and then, is it the platoon commander or something? The, the, worst, the worst commander, yeah. he just gets one order for 201 points. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. actually, that just added into any imperial list is actually not bad at all. Yeah, we saw some quite different lists doing well which you wouldn't normally expect so like, i think the top four lists you had uh the all the flyers with girly man then it was adam's mixed chaos which mixed chaos doing well was just a new thing from a few years anyway yeah totally actual chaos as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then we had a guard with like loads of conscripts and tanks and stuff uh we saw orcs do pretty well i think one of the local guys, he had orcs, he only lost one game. I think mixed marine lists were actually performing reasonably well. I think Jez just had a nightmare with his. <laughs> with his Razorbacks, but don't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. 
but no, it, it, that was quite fun to see and I don't think any two armies were the same apart from the night list sorry Every, they were nearly the same weren't they yeah yeah because if you're taking three knights you've oh, not got not got much much left to work with I think they were all different actually because one just had three chaos knights one had Mark had three knights and an assassin yeah and Zach had three knights yeah it's an astropath but I think they all came to the agreement that extra model wasn't worth it because it yeah. started an extra drop <laughs> that's it I think I think as well in the next sort of handful of weeks month or so and actually we'll see it probably for Cali that where a lot of lists get much more streamlined um, and kind of as especially the people who went to this event they'll see that kind of there were certain things that even if it's actually not the individual units that performed well or badly that actually they just need to kind of streamline the armies just a little bit yeah get, the number of drops is get them huge. to lower drops and stuff yeah uh, not only that, people are still in the process of like, sorting out their old models and dusting them and picking yeah, exactly. up weapons and stuff. Or if you're so. Simon, or if you're Simon, butchering and making an entirely <laughs> new army. Yeah, pretty much. I think I've seen your bits box. <laughs> I, I actually seen what was it? I can't remember what it was. It was a, a vehicle that somebody was using, and I'm like. Is that battle damage or dust? And he went, uh, yeah, it's dust. <laughs> oh, no, it, was, it was Jesse Stormraven, I remember that. It's like, no, oh, actually, yeah. it is dust. Yeah. It looked like a weird shading, didn't it? Yeah, it actually did look like battle damage, but no, dust. <laughs> but, uh, so you be... certainly are seeing old models come out to play now. Yeah, was it the Chaos Knights you were finding? Honestly, the Knights in general, Adam. Um, with the combat weapon. Well, uh, I, I said this uh, before when I was speaking to people at the event that I, I don't see a point in taking a combat weapon for a knight. You must, I would always take double guns because in combat you've got the, f- the third beat attack anyway, which is 12 attacks. It's only rend to two damage, but it's a lot of attacks. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. Where the combat weapons are like six damage. We've let, what, four attacks, something like that. But you can have the 12 attacks, which do decent damage. But you're going to do, over the course of a game, more damage with shooting than you will just having one gun and a combat weapon. So since you've got combat attacks anyway, you always take two guns. You're just going to do more damage. A gun plus defeat gives you more than a sword. Well, I I think even if you take out the second gun, I think the feet, there's rarely a time where the the sword is better than the feet. Uh, it's only when you're fighting big stuff. Like, I'm, well, it's really big stuff with a good save, but, I mean, yeah. the amount of time Once. that you're doing that. But it's like, even if you fight Gulliman with a knight, he's got a really good save, but he's got a three-up invun, so the feet are taking him down to that anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean like, you don't gain anything from using the sword, really, because although you have the six damage, you, the odds of you getting a wound through are far lower. Yeah, I mean, you take two Gatling cannons, for instance, fire them all game, walk across the board and get into combat. But by the time you've got into combat, the damage you've done on two Gatling cannons is going to be more than four swings with a sword. Yeah. It, it's just completely pointless taking a combat weapon. You'll have yeah, games think- as well where you don't even get to combat. So, obviously, I mean, it's a complete waste then because you won't even use it at all. Talking to yeah. Mark and Mark, I think they by the end of the weekend agreed with you as well yeah so um so anybody listening who, who's thinking of taking knights 
and likely to go to events where we're going to always take a combat weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word of wisdom from Adam. And very high drop armies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, high drop armies. <laughs> I think that covers most of the games because we're trying to keep this short because we're limited time. But any of their thoughts about the event? Any feedback or anything? I know I really um, enjoyed it. But I'm yeah, yeah, all good fun. Yeah, um, I, I found it strange that there was only three trophies for four-man teams. Yeah. Any feedback? Uh, and somehow I got one even though I only played two games. <laughs> I thought I was going to get away with that. You're deserving of that, Pat. <laughs> deserving of that. Entirely deserving. My hero. <laughs> I did mess up and order three trophies per team of four players this year. Genius. Uh, yeah. Skills. Uh, no excuses for that one. It, 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 was, it, it was quite funny with um, the team that comes second, and they all got a trophy but Jez, and they said, uh, <laughs> so you've got to get some points to get a trophy, Jez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so standing-wise, the team of me, Adam, Black Pat, and Zach won. <laughs> it was Northern Warlords 2 came second which they're not going to let Northern Wallows 1 forget for a while. <laughs> and then it was the Purple Nasties in third. Uh, Northern Wallows 2 did very well, because we had... Uh, well, I think on this wise, I think the Purple Nasties probably had the best list as a team. Yeah, because... Yeah. I mean, I think they were better than ours as a team. I think they were probably slightly more organised than we were. Yeah, I think they'd had more practice. There was like a practice day the weekend before just to work out some ideas and how, learn how to play the game. Whereas we all just turned up. Yeah, <laughs> as we always do at Warlords. So, uh, yeah, I think Northern Warlords 2 did very well uh, getting second place. They had to and, carry uh, Jez as well. Obviously, yeah, Purple Nasty's done one, well getting third. They had one player get zero points and still came second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we really, did work yeah. out really that I could have not turned up Sunday and you still would have won. But... Yeah, because we won the other three <laughs> games in each round, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, took, you took one for the team. You helped us out, which was. Well, I'm amazed you were awake to help out. But yeah, I don't know why that happened either. <laughs> I, I was trying to work this out, Matt. How many, how many years, how many Warlord teams has there been? There's been four now. Four. Have me and you actually ever lost a game in, in the team event? Um, I can't I recall. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I know I should have lost one last year to Brett, but I jammed him. <laughs> but Poor Brett. It's always quite an interesting event, I find, because you get, we get really, really stupid drunk every year, don't we? Yeah. Like that, this one was a lot more casual, I thought. I mean, last year's one was quite competitive. There were quite a few very good teams there. Yeah, we had I mean, 16 teams last year, I think. But we yeah. got down to just with the timings of everything That's this year. It. And as well, this one, people were just figuring out what, what was going on and stuff. So it was a lot more sort of casual. But I know we're not doing the uh, September event this year just because personal life and I'm on holiday in September, so I've been a bit selfish. Uh, but we are looking at doing one later on, possibly October time. But just while you three are on, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the couple of options. Me and Stu have been chatting and thinking we might do another team event. 
Yeah. We might yeah, have done the teams. Then. Teams are a good show, definitely. Or the fun idea I've had, which I convinced you, but it's a little bit different, is do three man teams. But in each round, you do a doubles game and a singles game. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I mean, something different. Um, what would you do? Like sure. lists on that? Would you literally just have like I don't know, fifteen hundred point lists, and so you'd have three K games? Bring a thousand and a two thousand point list. Uh, so I if you play your own, you play two K. If you're in the doubles, you do a K each. I think four man teams going to be more appealing. I mean, obviously that's somewhat different. So I don't know whether you still, could. I'd you still could, be up for it. Yeah, kind of go the other way and do kind of six man teams or something. I think that gets Expand a bit it a little bit tricky for people to get enough friends. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose as well it could get difficult for travel for some people if you, you kind of bring one car, but you can't get everyone in and stuff. And yeah, because we normally do a singles, but we're thinking we'll probably bring the singles back next year and then try to do something different later this year because there's a lot of singles events going on. Yeah, yeah team, I, teams of some sort I think, I think is a good plan. I'm too fussed about singles as much yeah, now. I, I much prefer teams. Yeah, teams always, I think it's a lot more social, more fun as well. If it's teams, it's, it's still yeah, you know, you've got a bit of competitive tours as well. It's kind of you can actually sit and have a joke amongst your team as well and everything, you know, and you can make and forge grudges there as well, you know. I'd say you can throw yeah, Adam, yeah. Adam under the bus each round and that's yeah. it totally. Just yeah, TML, I can't play that. No, no. <laughs> um, and if, you, if you're having a bad time, you got people that can carry you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't feel down Jess got about trophy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, do we not play one year, Matt, where we had someone's dad fill on for us? It like yeah. played like one game of forty k before. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. That was was it when Ramsey dropped out one year. So yeah, someone's so, dad yeah. came along to play, and then <laughs> we've had it where someone's girlfriend's been along for the weekend and ended up playing two games. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. it's been a weird mix over yeah, the years. Team games are definitely a bit the way to go. Yeah, I think so. I, I think singles sometimes you can end up feeling a bit a bit down sometimes you don't get as much out of the event sometimes or you have maybe a rough time uh, you may Adam I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, it's, well more, more, more in seven fed I know <laughs> what you're saying I know what you're saying Adam I think yeah, Blackie, no. Blackie wasn't feeling down he was quite high all weekend yeah well yeah, yeah but... far too high put it that way <laughs> high on life mate high on life but yeah, it, it's like um, so the games are over basically turn one. If if you've gone to a singles and that's happened to you every game, yeah, you, you're not. You know what I mean? You, you, well, that's it as well. Or if you just team. get you get a dod, like a dodgy round where you just play something that's going to be really really hard for you. If it's a team event, then actually, kind of if you get a couple of points, then that's a good result still. It's like yeah, in all my games, even though they're over really quick. No one was like, oh, that was a dull game. It's just, eh, someone's got to take it for the team. I've done that. Uh, That's right, it, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Whereas it, in the singles, if you lose a game, then that's... I mean, most of the time, that probably means you're not going to win then. Um, so, I mean, that it can just be that little bit of luck that um, can kind of ruin your day. Yeah, and playing for your mates as well, as with yeah. your mate. That's yeah, always... Exactly. And laughing at them. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> we do that to you anyway, though, lad. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>
<laughs> well, uh, Andy weren't there this time, was he? To uh, yeah, just be thankful. Dangerous terrain doesn't time. exist in 40k. Oh. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so I think we'll, we'll look at doing something like that later in the year, and I'll let you guys and everyone else know what we're planning. But I think it will be something a bit different, possible teams again, because we get like all oh, the guys from Leeds come down and they say, "Oh, that's the one event they do a year." Sometimes they do two, and I don't think they've got any plans of changing soon because they always have a good laugh, don't they? Yeah, and it's just a drinking time for them as well, isn't it? Yeah, they like, normally were in the power on Friday night, but I think me and Blackie called it quits about midnight. He was nodding off, and then they were out till two, then they were out till <laughs> five the next morning. But nah, I think, was it Joe doing his live streaming at five o'clock in the morning for everybody? <laughs> yeah. Filming himself talking down the corridor of the hotel. <laughs> oh, it was the fact that me and Blackie went to the bar, actually. And we're like, all right, can get 18 double gin and tonics? <laughs> and the guy was like, what? I can't sell you 18. It's like, there's two of us? <laughs> so he was like, oh, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it, that was the start of when it went downhill. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. I, I, I got lucky because uh, I think... About quarter to twelve, Pat's like, um, "Do you want to lift home uh, to the hotel?" I'm like, uh, "Yes, please." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you came uh, just for the social the Saturday, didn't you, Pat? Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, uh, I, I had to drive home, so I couldn't drink. So if if Pat hadn't been driving, I think I would have been in a a, a bit of a bad state. So <laughs> Pat's my hero. <laughs> Uh, it's always a good one I think any team event because you're less serious as well you do have it's just oh, it just has that atmosphere I find every year but everyone knows right that's what's happening let's do it yeah it's well worth doing well worth it for me unless you guys have got anything else to add before we finish um, I don't think so just no. just that I think I th- Actually, it's going to be fun. It's going to be quick. And it's going to be brutal. Yeah, it's a bit less serious a game I find so far. Yeah. You have to be a little bit less. It's it's far less intricate fun. than seventh was. Oh, totally, uh, totally. Yeah, I think you just have to accept. Sometimes your shit's going to get pushed in. Yeah. Yeah. Smile and hope you just loop. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cheers for joining me, guys, and hope everyone listening, there was some interesting insights into that, and if anyone thinking of going to any event, Teams definitely a good place to start, grab a few mates and just go for it. So, cheers, guys, and I'll speak to you all later. All right, cheers for having us. Thank you. See you. Bye. Okay, it's time to get into these interviews uh, with Matt Edmonds. Uh, I do have to give you... A language warning. Yes, we are an explicit rated podcast, um, but these two interviews uh, from Blackie were definitely sponsored by the bar, uh, and there is immediate uh, bad language straight away. Uh, so if you are listening to this out in public uh, and you don't want people to hear lots of swearing, then I would suggest you put in your earphones now and enjoy the content. Uh, so this is Blackie speaking to Scott Nichols, his round two opponent, and Marcus Henson, his round three opponent. So enjoy. Here we go. 
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm joined by my fucking lovely round two opponent, even though we've just finished round three, so I got a bit drunk and carried away. Uh, Scott Nichols, how's it going, Scott? Great, mate. Yourself? It's good. Aye, very good, very good. So I've not seen you in fucking ages, which is good as well. Well, actually, I should say it's bad. It's bad, not good. I've just been a dick and I'm a bit drunk. Ignore me. Ignore me. But yeah, I said you've not been playing seventh at all, so you're back for eighth, rock and ready. I'm excited. Picked up the book. Decided straight away the same as you. Yeah. Not playing demons for a while. Yeah, unfortunately, I keep on saying this is a fucking stop. There's one list, though, Scott. One list that's amazing. That's not been shared here yet. It'll appear one day. Maybe by the lovely Colin McCarthy, but we we'll have to wait and see. Maybe not me. I'm not worthy. Maybe Adam with the Hellbrook. Nah, fuck Adam. It's fucking like <laughs> well, it's a hundred like fifty point Hellbrook, and you've got I've got a Manticore for like not even as many points as that. That fucking does also. Man, sure. Yeah. So as you can't really tell, Scott is well. He's been playing guard for quite a few years as well, as well as demons. We used to have some good good battles as well. But he's got guards. What was your choices for guard? Aside, I just, just just say the obvious. I know what you guard was pretty simple. How many <laughs> models can you fit on the board? Yeah. Over one hundred and twenty conscripts. A couple of melters. A couple of plasmas. The basics. A couple of metals, a couple of plasma. So what he says by a couple, he means like scions maxed out. Six squads? Six squads. Six squads, three of each. Yeah. Three of each, because I think even though you said you wanted to run all the plasma, metal is still quite a good shout no, as well. No, it's still a good shout. It's not up there as much, but yeah. it has been quite productive. Yeah, it gave me the fear when he just like, 26 in your metal. I'm like, oh, wave serpents. Ah, ah. But yeah, so guards, loving the guard so far? Loving the guard, absolutely great. Only thing is it kills you constantly moving a million men around the battlefield. Yeah. But... This is a downside. Get that's, a movement tray. That's true as well. I said your back's probably going to be gone by the end of it as well. I said yeah, we had quite a good game, unfortunately. But Scott, we drew the best boss wish I could get is kill points. Hooray! I really hated kill points with my whole guard army. It's quite a few conscripts, yeah. quite a few little extra characters lying around. Just use a kill point, so yeah. lucky to pick up. Yeah, so we're sort of fine about sniping them out, but I said it was a pretty good game. Morgan Ra was a bit of a boss. Until he then like fell out of combat and how many shots like 190 or something ridiculous like 160 that? shots from las guns yeah. followed by four melters just to finish him off. Yeah, yeah, cheeky fucker! I thought I had the fucking las guns. I've got four melters as well. I was like, why the fuck do you not fire them first? Leave me in suspense. But I guess that's just just builds up the tension, man. Right? You did build the tension, mate. My arsehole was going like a rabbit's nostril. If that's a good like, you know, analogy or seeing thing for that but yeah so how are you enjoying it so far all good I'm liking it I mean seeing there's definitely a lot of new lists models that weren't that good anymore have come back like God for example yeah, models true. that were great true, true, true. that we all spent a lot of money on demons unfortunately they'll yeah. come back hopefully so we get a good codex and get some just a buff some vulnerable saves not asking much you know what I mean I think that would just be fucking fantastic if you want to get punched fuck Matt Robertson you're fucking ass but Matt's just trying to strip off in front of me stripping's my game Matt fuck off but yeah, well, I think we'll end at that. Well, thank you much for our chat, Scott. Thank you for the game, mate. No worries at all. No worries. We'll speak soon. Good afternoon there. So I've just finished the game through with the lovely Marcus. What's your second name, buddy? Henson. Marcus Henson, right? So he's playing fucking Tau, which I said everyone's playing eighth for the first time as well. So not playing a lot of different things. I was like, Tau is like pretty good last edition. Still pretty fucking brutal this edition as well. And got a little bit of a buff. So you've been playing Tau for them, Marcus? Uh, about two years. Two so, years. Yeah, so you played a lot of seventh as well and a lot of eighth, yeah. Yeah, a lot of seventh. I started off with the uh, taking my uh, guard army to my first Caledonian. Yeah. The first Caledonian Revolution which nice. is coming up next week. Um, and, um, you know, I, I realised that I needed something with a bit more punch. Wasn't a great. Well, it took me time to build the Marine Decorian up. Yeah. 
Uh, and I thought because I, I really like the tower. I mean, it was always something that had been a project for me, so uh, I picked it up and uh, gave it a round. Yeah, yeah, so uh, definitely pack a punch. Fucking commander shooting three fusion blasters at once, all right? <laughs> hitting on twos, don't Yeah, you? yeah, hitting on twos. Uh, with a bit of Mark like right. support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Ridiculous, ridiculous. But yes, we had actually quite quite a good game there. It was fucking it was pretty close towards the sort of end as well, but the fucking Eldar bullshit kind of real supreme. But I mean, well, I think man of the match. Who do you reckon your man of the match was there? It, it would be probably. I'd have to give it to the Storm Surge. I think I'd happily agree. The amount, of, the amount of shit that puts up as well, man. Like, tanked a lot. <laughs> yeah. you know, did a lot of damage. You know, uh, and we just considered consistent throughout until we took it out. A shame it blew up, yo. Yeah. I think it had three wave circuits not blow up. Obviously, the Storm Surge <laughs> explodes. They killed half the guys around it. But yeah. I felt the pain. I played um, I mean, Mark and I went at his night in charge with everything in my army and it blew up and it killed like all my characters. I was like, what? So, uh, Lesson, lesson learned in that, but it's a fucking bit of a beast as well. A bit of a beast as well. Yeah. But yeah, so what are you think about eighth edition so far? Playing a couple of games. For it reminds me of a second. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. No, I can see that totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can see a lot of second in it. Um, which, to, to be honest, the second was the first one I get got in on. So oh, yeah. I can remember when the Ultramarines had a codex. Yeah, yeah, totally. Rather than just being called Codex Specialist. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that yeah, <laughs> yeah well, solid, solid unit. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, this is my first actual loss with the Tau for eighth. And oh, it's, good, it's good to know I pop your wee cherry as yeah. well. You know, I like popping people's cherries. <laughs> yeah, nine games in, and <laughs> quite a few tournament players that have uh, gone down. Yeah. <laughs> Including some international, but you're like, ah, oh, then Flacky comes up. Yeah, I'm just a fucking spawny bastard. So I'm, I'm not. I'm fucking shite at 40k. People can think I'm good, but I'm just fucking flick it and jab it, mate. That's all I do, mate. No, you did. You did awesome. You did awesome. Yeah, that was good. It was good. I like the bot, particularly with you wrapping around with the Guardian squads to block my. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of deep, yeah, deep state Marcus, a lot of deep striking sort of fusion suits as well. So it's just really. We'll sacrifice two squads to walk around a little bit and give that little buff so we can't get within. Because fusion blast got an 18 inch range instead of 12, so stop and getting the, the double damage range. Which fucking. Playing like drop guard last game, which I will get an interview for actually. Drop guard last game fucking rinsed a lot of shit with like twin metal, which is fucking pretty, pretty horrendous. But yeah, no, I said, me too, I'm quite enjoying it as well. It's my fucking fifth fifth game. It's totally different as well, you know, brings a lot of shit back. Yeah, kind of play no, with it, 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 right now we're in the balancing phase. We'll wait and see what the codex is doing. That's it, totally. And then all sorts of bullshit. Hopefully demons get made a bit better as well. We no, can break. fuck the demons. No, I'm not breaking my heart, Mark. I thought we were pals, Marcus. <laughs> I thought we were pals. But anyway, oh, thank you much for the wee chat, and that was fantastic. You know, well, the, uh, this edition for the tower, they've been nerfed a bit, but don't underestimate them. They still have a, a, quite a bit of kick in the uh, kick, 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 kick in that, yeah, kick, ass kicking ability left with them. Yeah. yeah, definitely so. I'll second to that as well. Well, thank you much, Marcus, for joining us. Hope we speak to you soon, buddy. No problem. Cheers. Cheers. That rounds it up for this episode. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you to Matt Edmonds, whose contributions to the swear jar mean that we can now buy a professional broadcasting studio and satellite uplinks. So uh, cheers for that, mate. Great content there from the Northern Warlords uh, team tournament. We've got more tournament coverage to come in the next episode as well. Don't forget, facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast. You can get in touch with us directly via messages. Or just leave a comment on the wall. We're always talking and chatting away uh, about the competitive side of 40k. Uh, Take care and we'll see you next time. Thanks.